podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to Scarlet's Fever, the home of Sospan Central and Westerer is Besterer. Hello and welcome to this week's bonus pod for Scarlet's Fever uh, with me, Lee G. And joining me this week is uh, an old friend of mine. I mentioned him a couple of times on the pod already. Who now um, coaching the backs at Pembroke, Darren Gilbert. How are we, Butch? Well, yeah, all good, thank you. Yeah, good, good to be here. Good to see you again. Yeah, and you, mate. And you, it's so uh, I have mentioned this a couple of times on the pod about me and you used to be. So you were nine, I was eight, yeah, all the way through school, wasn't it? And then with school, county, sixth form, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. Uh, and, and I don't think I got a word in edgeways all the way through school no. at all. <laughs> no, we didn't. No, I think I, yeah, I still talk a bit now, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how are things going at the club, mate? Tell, tell us a bit about, for those that don't know. Tell us a bit about Pembroke and uh, and the club and and how you how long you've been there and what you've been doing and all that kind of stuff. Me. Yeah, well, I started playing with Pembroke uh, when I was 16 in the youth. Uh, my dad had been playing for years. He's quite well known in the, in the county. Uh, he's he's the original butch. Um, he's So, yeah, he played till he was 56. And I, I started playing for youth at 16 and then went into the first at, when I was 19 um, and played through till I was 40. Uh, my last game was at local derby against the Quins uh, about oh, 2016, I think, or something like that, or 17. Uh, yeah, so so I played played quite a long time. Um, started coaching then. My son started playing tag rugby in under sevens, so I coached them uh, along with Lewis Davis, who's another player for Pembroke first team. Uh, we coached together till last season was under thirteen, so we done all the way through there. And then I was asked to uh, to step up and coach the first team back. So. I've had to step down from the juniors because I can't fit both in, unfortunately. Or, or my wife won't let me fit both in anyway. That's my uh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so which is a bit of a shame because I wanted to take them through to youth level, but this was a really good opportunity for me to uh to come in and, and do a bit of coaching and learn some from uh from the other senior coaches who were a bit more experienced at that level than me. So it was a good good step for me, really. Mm. Uh so yeah, started in beginning of July with pre-season. And and how's it been so far for a season? How how's it how's it all gone for you? Yeah, it, it's 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 a challenge. There's no getting away from that. It is a challenge. Uh, you know, we've had a we've had a big sort of upheaval in the club regarding we we were, what what standard we were playing at and what league we were in, um, and the coaching setup uh, was you know has changed. So uh, so the we've got a new head coach now, Gary Price, uh, nicknamed Sheeny. He's been around for a long long time. Has coached at various clubs like Narbuff and Carvin. He did Scarlet's Academies. Um, and in the last few years, then he'd been with Lan. So he's coming in, in as a head coach. Uh, never, you know, he, he actually played with my dad. He played for Pembroke and the Quins and he played for Tenby, I believe. So uh, so so it's good to learn from him. And then Rob Hearn also, young another young coach, he's come in as well. Uh he he was a was a prop himself, but he has he's had to he had to retire. Uh, due to injuries, so so the three of us are, are coaching now. Um, so yeah, and so it's just a new challenge, it's a new new chapter for the club after having some you know really good success over the past sort of five six years. Um, and unfortunately, you know, 
due due mainly to COVID that's had a knock on effect and unfortunately there we know we took the uh, we took the step as a club to request to be uh, taken out of Division One uh, because we just we were struggling you know to to get a team that could play that standard mm-hmm. um, so we didn't ask to go anywhere particularly we just asked to go from Division One. We just mm-hmm. felt we couldn't play to that standard needed at the time with the players we had available. Mm-hmm. Um, so the WIU placed us in Division Three West. Then, mm-hmm. um, so again, it's you know it's a, it's a, it's a start. It's a new new start. Uh, just a lot of new players. We've only got a couple of players who you know who, who were originally in that Division One side who you know got promoted and played in the final in Cardiff and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's only a couple left from that original squad. But you know it's looking healthy. We got over forty boys on the books. Um, Trying to get more training is a is another is another thing, but we know we have over forty boys. You know we use that spawn app, which is really good. The boys mm-hmm. let us know about availability for training and matches. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, overall we have got a you know healthy squad, quite a young squad. Um, but we know we have a we have a good nucleus of sort of senior senior mm-hmm. players as well, really. Well, it was it was a crazy couple of years, wasn't it? Because we went yeah. from division three so we won division three division two straight up into division one yeah. and then in two years the, so that was a, a yeah. big step from you know winning division three, three came second division two the following year so got promoted mm-hmm. to division one um you know we had a really strong squad then you know with the likes of sort of sam smith and dom coleman playing and toby smith and dan collie you know who who would sit there they're all not you know they've either gone back to Tenby or they're not retired now yeah. Um, so their nucleus of players aren't, aren't there anymore, or they left mm. during, you know, just after COVID, really. Mm. And the WRU, you know, rightly or wrongly, decided to ring fence the divisions for three seasons. You know, it's the last season. I think you know the boys won. You know, they they won one game. Um, mm. and we're having to go and you know compete against the likes of Slangenf and Krumak, who are now you know championship teams. Yeah, just shows the you know the gulf really. Um, but you know, the boys never gave up. You know, they fulfilled the majority of their fixtures, which I think you know, is a good testament to them, boys, mm. really. Um, you know, we got you know, we got a you know, new captain this year, Lloyd, um, who's you know, he's one of the you know, the better loose air props in the county. You know, we've done well to keep hold of him actually, because a lot of teams, you know, we're we're sniffing them, sniffing them, sniffing them up mm. for one of a better word. Um, so you know, the likes of him, we got you know, you know Roger Walters in the back row, who's another you know a standing back row player. Um, and then in the backs, we got a young actor called Luke Alderick. You know, he's he's starting to to show his real potential. You know, he's he's scoring ridiculous amount of points um, already this season. I think he scored a club record thirty nine in the first league league match of the season, including four tries because uh, he's that kicker as well. And another young man called Josh Griffiths. He's you know he's shown a lot of potential. Just come back to rugby after a massive break. Uh, extremely quick, extremely strong. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing how he sort of goes throughout the rest of the season as well. But there's yeah, there's loads of boys I can mention. But it's just you know we can say we're a young you know, young squad. But I think you know we we are looking to stay in that top sort of top four. So that helps with the promotion for next year with the restructuring. Yeah. Um, so I think there's going to be a Division Three and a Division Four next year. West, they're going to amalgamate uh, a few. Is that three uh, A and three A yeah. and three B going together? Yeah. Yeah. So yes. they have. So yeah. So we you know that our aim is to stay in that top four. So we stay in Division Three and not drop down to Division Four. Then yeah. that's our sort of aim as, as a as a coaching sort of management mm. and club level. I, I think all all clubs, you know, right the way down the 
the structure have lost a lot of older players through COVID yeah. and bringing in those younger and just shows how important the the structure of middies and youth and juniors and yeah. all of that kind of stuff is. So what is the structure like under there? Is it is it is it full teams? Have we got uh, everything yeah. from sevens? So this is this is a good thing and this is why, you know, I personally from a personal point of view, why it was I think it was a good time for me to sort of you know dip my toes into senior level coaching. You know, we've got a really strong youth team um, at the moment under the under the uh, tutelage of Phil Greenwood and another ex colleague of yours, Mark Boswell. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, we everybody knows the Boswell name. So Mark, who is our age and played with us in school and so forth, and played for Pembroke at the end of his career. So they they're coaching and they've got a you know, really strong youth team. They won the under seventeens uh, Griffiths Plate last year. Um, so there's a good crop of them coming through next year. And Gary, myself, and Rob, and Simon Edwards, the team manager, you know, we've already started, you know, speaking with the youth coaches about how we can make sure we don't lose any of them players, you know, because sometimes as a natural, you lose a couple after youth rugby, um, going to senior, especially with the age now, you know, they're only 18 coming in. Um, but no, we've started, you know, trying to touch base around that to make sure we keep that nucleus of uh, of that side coming in. So I think you know, just having that six, ten players extra in the squad who, you know, and they're very keen. We've seen, you know, as a senior coach, and we've gone to watch a few of the games this year, and they're a very good team, mm. very well drilled. So there'll be a you know a huge bonus to our squad for next year. Mm. Um, it's you uh, with the minis, you know, we we're thriving. You know, we got every single year group from under sevens up to under sixteens. We don't miss a year group, which is very rare. In the mm. county, I think maybe only half and ten be a similar. I think maybe Fishguard as well, um, but some of the you know the bigger clubs haven't got that you know that average mm. group. So we're very fortunate there. But again, I think what's good at Pembroke, we retain players because we've never paid players. We've never you know bought players in from you know away. You know, obviously, we've got a few from Tembury over the year, but that's mm. that's their decision to come down to us. But that you look at the coaching setup for the juniors, you've got the likes of like um Kyle Davis is now coaching the sevens, Di Baden's coaches, uh Lewis Davis, um Spud, Spud Mason, Matthew Edwards, you know, they're all involved in the coaching. So it's all like all ex first team players or Kyle, the ex first team coach. So, you know, it's just keeping that rotation really of 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 players mm-hmm. and coaches and coming through. So I think that's really strong for Pembroke. And on on the on the other side, and we've got a you know a really strong ladies team coming through now as well. Um, you know they're improving every year. Uh, they had their first game last 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 Sunday, um, and they won um, just before the Wales Australia game. So I went up the club and they were all to watch the game, and they were they were all celebrating from their first victory of the season. So yeah, so overall, you know the the club is in a in a strong position. It was just a case that the only negative was we had to you know vacate Division One. After three years of you know of hard hard toil, really, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, the the big game that you've had so far, they said it was a a week off. We've had a, a good win away in Santa Bother, and then yeah, then if you won at Harford West, and then the big one last weekend against yeah. the Queens. So, uh, I guess uh, to be an ex Queens and ex Pembroke, mm-hmm. I yeah. uh, I I get the 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 best and the worst of both ends. So yeah. g- give me your assessment of that game and and how close were the Quins to winning it in the, in the or drawing it would have been, wasn't it? Yeah. it was 17-10. So how close were they to drawing at the end? Look, it was 
I've played enough. I played in enough senior derbies over the years to know, you know, so-called form or so-called favourites go out the window. Um, it was an extremely competitive game. Uh, conditions, you know, were brilliant, but they were the same for both sides. Um, you know, I have to admit, I was impressed with the with the Quinns pack. I wouldn't expect them to be quite as as good as they as they were Saturday. I thought we would probably would you know, steamroll them up front, really. Uh, but no, they were. I was impressed with them. Um, it was a really competitive game. Uh, it didn't help. We played for, we played with fourteen men for seventy minutes. Uh, we had a yellow card in the first ten, and then a red card after twenty. Um, so the boys, you know, the boys showed a lot of grit, you know, to, to manage to play with seven forwards for the whole mm. game or majority of the game. Um, yeah, you know, first half it was very even, nothing in it whatsoever. And then Quinn scored second just after half time. Then you know we. We had the win then, and we did. We were in the we were camped in the twenty two. But fair dues to the Quinn, their defence was outstanding. Um, you know, I you know we probably left a couple of tries out there, um, if I'm being honest. Um, and again, you know, the last play of the game, we were actually on the I think it was a five meter scrum or ten meter scrum. We were moving them backwards, and the ball shot out. They broke from their own try line, and it was only a you know a forward pass on the ten meter line, which stopped the flying winger. I think the boy Donovan. From maybe getting under the post here. Um, we did have cover coming across just about wherever they would have caught him. I do not know because he's he's a rapid that that young lad. So yeah, he could have ended up in a draw. Um, probably would have been disappointed with that. I think we probably edged it enough to win it. But I have to. I was impressed with the Quins. I thought they were they were very good. Um, you know they and obviously they will say that they you know they could have won it themselves. I'm sure. And you know they lost their talisman Jack Price. Um, after 10, 15 minutes with a with a crack rib, I think. So that didn't help their cause. Um, but then obviously we had the red card as well. So that didn't help our cause. So that probably evened itself out a little bit. But no, it was a really competitive game and yeah, looking forward to the and then you know, and the and the club, even though the weather was horrendous, you know, the, the the ground and the clubhouse afterwards, you know, was was bouncing. Mm-hmm. I you know that hasn't been there for five, six years, that local derby. And good to see some old heads who you know who you would have played with and I played against from from both sides. You know, in the club, really, and you know, and talking afterwards, and how we would have done things better as we, as a normal chat goes <laughs> in the clubhouse. You know, yeah, it's it, it's weird hearing you praise the Quins, mate. I'll be honest. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's if you so... remember, though, I did have a I did have a couple of games of youth for the Quins when yeah, when we yeah. didn't have a game to come down for yeah. a little run out. I, uh, I do I do remember that, and I remember. I remember Bozzy and Carwin both going from the Quins up to Pembroke, yeah. and um, and then we played a a derby. This is at youth level, and we played a derby not long after. And uh, yeah, I don't rem- I, I remember a lot of fighting. I don't remember the yeah. score, <laughs> just a lot yeah. of fighting. And no, a there was a little bit of that, but I, that's that's but that's a derby, isn't it? You know, yeah. Was you know as far as I can see, and like most of the players I played with and against, it's at eighty minutes on the field. And no matter what happens on that field, it's done then. That's simple, you know, there's no there's no Kyron afterwards. It's always like you have a drink in the bar. I was having a drink with you know Scotty and Sam and Hoss and all in the bar afterwards. And you know, and you know, everybody said, you know, it could have gone either way. It was a typical derby game, to be honest. And that that's the thing particularly up at Pembroke is, you know, the hospitality side of it is actually a really good setup, isn't it? You know, the, yeah. the bar, the couple of bars and everyone stays and the kitchen is really close and the, the ladies in the kitchen do a cracking job. Uh, it's always job, yeah. it's always a friendly atmosphere after. 
And yeah. it's it's one of those clubhouses. I remember my first goings so where my dad was playing for Pembroke. And everyone used to come out the the changes, and then in the little foyer area, everyone would just dump their bags. Absolutely, yeah, I still yeah. have them now. <laughs> yeah. So when your dads used to go into the bar, you used to open the doors and see if you could run and dive onto the bags, like yeah. when you were a little kid. And how we we never, well, I may well have headbutted a couple of walls or whatever and done some damage. Who yeah. knows? But yeah, it's it's always been one of those friendly clubs, isn't it? So, and and good to see. You know, like you say, it's been quite a few seasons since a local derby like that. And there's going to be more and more of them this season with obviously a few more teams of, of local nature. Yeah, so, um, yeah. yeah, good to see a few people in the clubhouse after, isn't it? It's good. So talk to me about the rest of the season then, mate. What's the plans for the rest of the season? What's the target and, and how are we going yeah. to get there? Well, we're still in both cup competitions. So we've got actually got a cup game Friday night in the Premier Cup against Crimmock. Um, but I think it's, it'll be a Crimmock second team. I'm not sure they can play their championship players in the Premier Cup. I think it's similar to Narbuth, mm-hmm. um, what they have to do. So we got that Friday night. We're still in the Welsh Cup. Uh, we yet to see who we got in the next round after we beat Trim Siren at home. Um, but yeah, you know, we're under no illusions. You know, this is strong. It's a strong Division Three West, I think, this year. Um, I think Cardigan are very strong, Larne are very strong, Aberiron are strong, and obviously half of West, you know, they beat us. You know, and they and we were you no, know, we were surprised at that the intensity they took it to us in the first half, and we left it too late to switch on, basically. So, you know, there's four strong teams here, and you know, our aim is to go in the top four so we remain in division three. Um, so it's gonna be hard, it's gonna take a lot of you know, a lot of work. Um uh, and the boys to buy into the sort of new sort of coaching setup and new philosophies and stuff, and you know, and and you know, and put the put the put the effort in over training. But you know, we've definitely got the capability. We've got the players here. You know, we've got the pack definitely to compete with anybody in the league. Um, and the back line are improving. You know, week in week out. So we want to stay. In, we want to be in the top four. This that's that's our sort of aim. Um, Anything else is a bonus, then I would say. Okay, so now now that you're coaching, you're not playing, right? How how much shouting and how yeah. irritated did you get when your scrum half gets hold of the ball and takes a quick tap from the halfway line? Yeah, uh... well, there was there was an occasion on Saturday actually. Uh, so halfway line, I don't mind so much just to pick the tempo up, but when we were fourteen ten up at half time, we had a penalty. No, sorry, in the second half, we had a penalty in front of the posts. And uh, uh, substitute scrum half, Elliot Lewis, who was an ex Quinn's boy, had come on and he took a quick penalty right in front of the post, took a tap. <laughs> I, I, I was already halfway over the tee, so I was a little bit cross with that one, I have to admit. Um, especially how close the game was, we could have just done with slotting the three points. So when we had a penalty kind of minutes later, I was on before he could even pick the ball up, so with the tee. Uh, yeah, so I can't complain, I can't say too much because obviously. I was a, I was a bit like that myself. I was <laughs> off and gone. So the the amount of times that me and you used to have a, a, an earful of someone for having a quick tap and go from yeah. God knows where from anywhere uh, really wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, it was, the came, keep the it was on. It was yeah. it was only a four on three. It was easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, good man, good. So the the club's looking good, the team's looking good. It's going to be a good season, and everyone's enjoying themselves, mate. Isn't it? That's 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 the way yeah. it needs to be. So some key questions for you now, okay? Key questions just to finish off. How much does a pint cost in the clubhouse? So they've just put the Guinness up. Actually, I think it's four pound ten now for a pint of Guinness. Um, oh, which, that's I, not so bad. which I think in relative terms elsewhere around the county. If you were to go down for a, downtown for a pint or a 10B especially, you know, you're paying a lot more than that. So, yeah, Guinness is £4.10. Um, I think lager is a little bit cheaper. Um, but that's the only two things I drink, so I don't know about the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> so is there anything special? Because the last time I was in the clubhouse, was, we had the, the gin bar and the cocktails and all of that kind ah, of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Are they still there? Have we still got the specials behind the bar? Yeah, they still do a lot of gin and stuff like that. But one I, one I hadn't come across recently was when I went up to watch uh, the Wales-Australia game last Sunday. And so the ladies had just finished playing and they were celebrating their victory. And next thing, they're getting a round of lemon cellos in. So I've never seen that after a rugby match. I have to admit. I don't know if I've ever tasted lemon cello. I didn't even know what's in it. But they were they were getting there. So they had about 25 shots of lemon cello at the, on their table. So... That was something I hadn't seen before. I, I, I tell you, mate, if you think youth team was was bad for drinking after a game, just hang around the women's game after. It's, it's I've a seen it a few times. Yeah, I've watched them play yeah. a few times and been in the bar afterwards. They definitely know how to celebrate, win, lose, <laughs> or draw. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, how much does it cost to get into the ground on um, on a match day, mate? I think it's, it, it went up to division. When we went to division one, I think it was five pounds. So. Um, you know, I haven't checked this season. I don't know if it's still five pound or, or or not. I have to admit, I did text somebody earlier after you asked me that. Maybe <laughs> might be one of the questions, but I haven't got an answer. So it's probably still around five pound. And what with you know the the cost of everything that's gone up now, it, it's it's ridiculous. You know, from you know the electricity for the floodlights mm. to the clubhouse. You know, to hiring a coach this day and age, it's, it's a lot of money. So. Whereas, you know, a lot of people might think £5 might be a bit steep for Division 3. Um, but there's a lot, a lot of overheads for the there's club. a lot of costs in there, yeah. A lot but of costs involved, so... At least the floodlights are back, you know. Yes, least, uh... you know, that, that was a lot of work. Um, went into that behind the scenes. You have to praise the committee for that one. Um, I'd like to Dilwyn and uh, Richard Jelly and all them, and Daryl Wilton and the rest of the committee. You know, they put a lot of effort into trying, you know, raise the money we needed to raise as well as applying for, you know, various grants mm. and so forth. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so, yeah, and that's a, that's a huge plus now. You know, we can start. I know the youth have played a couple of times on the lights. We're playing this Friday night now against Primark and the lights. Mm. So it just brings that extra bit of, you know, revenue as well for the club when needed. You know, the likes mm. of ho- like maybe host a county game and stuff like that or a district game. So you've got, you know, You've got the it's here if we need it, or you know if, if the county want it for various age groups and stuff. So yeah. yeah, it's a huge huge bonus to have them likes back here. Yeah, absolutely. And and so my final question is: Who is the first team lightweight? Who's um after a game? Who's either first out the door and legging it home because they don't want to drink, or who's first on the floor because they can't handle the drink? Yeah, so I put a little poll up earlier on the on the WhatsApp group with the first team boys. <laughs> but there was a few uh, a few came in. Uh, uh, Reese Bradney, he's come and joined us this year. He's come up from the Quinn, so he's not the strongest of drinkers. <laughs> I noticed for the last couple of weeks. Uh, he had a he had his he had a, a sort of neck a pint for his first team game the other week, 
And uh, yeah, I think it took him about five minutes to uh, get it down him. Uh, so you, yeah, you got him. You got uh, Rodri, the the number eight. He's uh, yeah, he, he struggles a bit sometimes. But I have to admit, I I can't say too much because I do pers- I I do sneak off about half a stake when the boys aren't looking. So I normally had my my fill by then. So I I normally sneak out the door when when I can and get the get get the wife to pick me up if she will. <laughs> if you've been a good boy. If I've been good, yeah. yeah. That, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, mate. So, like you say, game on Friday against Krummer in the Cup. Yeah. Um, so, that's half seven kickoff, if I'm right. Half seven, yeah. 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 And when's the next league game? So, the following Saturday, we've got Cardigan away then. So, that'd be a, a, a good test for us to see where we're at because um, Cardigan are beaten so far. So, they're looking strong. Um, especially at home, I'd imagine. So we'll have to go up there with the right sort of mindset and a strong squad to to compete with them, really. Cool. Fantastic. Well, we wish you all the best for the rest of the season, mate. It's been a, an Cheers, absolute mate. pleasure talking to you. And no doubt one day I will make it a couple of hundred yards from my house to the clubhouse uh, and we'll have to have a catch-up yeah. after, after a game, mate, before your wife comes and picks you up. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Sounds good to oh. me. All the best. Uh, I see you again, mate. See you soon. Thank you for listening to the Scarlet's Fever podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please subscribe, rate and review wherever you listen to us as it really helps us spread the word. You can find us on all the usual social media channels or email us on welshregionalrugbypod at gmail.com. And remember, whatever the question, rugby is always the answer. Podcast Network.